0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk. Presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, Kelsey Charles, and Jane Slater.
1: All right. Well, good afternoon, Cowboys Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Talk Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, today I am joined by Aisha Morrison, our go-to gal. And then we have a new face for the first time on the Girls Talk Boys Talk podcast, who you're going to see a lot of. So (laughs) we wanted to introduce her, Haley Sutton, a team reporter for the Dallas Cowboys. Haley, thank you so, so much for joining us today. We are so excited to have you and learn all about you. So before Before we get talking about all things Dallas Cowboy, please tell us a little about yourself, how you got back to Dallas, (laughs) and everything to know about
2: you. Yeah, first of all, thanks so much for having me. It's so fun being on with uh, some knowledgeable girlies, so I'm so excited to chat Cowboy's Uh, With you ladies, Uh, like you mentioned, getting back to Dallas, I just moved here from Miami literally two weeks ago. Um, I was a weekend sports anchor and reporter in Miami for a television station. But like you said, I'm originally from the Dallas area. I grew up uh, right down the road in Red Oak, Texas. So uh, that is kind of my hometown. My first job in TV was actually in Great Falls, Montana, and I love telling people oh, wow. that because that's always their reaction. Yes. Oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so I spent um, a couple years living in Montana. From Montana, I went to Alabama. I covered Auburn and, of course, the Crimson Tide, uh, a couple national championships for them, and then I was in Miami, and now I'm back here, and I'm so excited to be back home. There's nothing like being back in town. Oh, okay, that's so what amazing.
3: What's the first food you got when you got back here?
2: I, <laughs> honestly, I haven't had a chance to really do any eating because, I mean, I we literally moved Getting ready. last week, yeah. and then we got in on Friday, and then I started on Monday, so oh, I really have I'm just just swimming right now. Oh (laughs) that's amazing and
1: you know coming from a local market myself it is definitely so much different than people think it is working in local news but oh man we're so excited to have you here. So Haley's actually going to take over our host spot today and like I said you're going to see a lot of her here on the Girls Talk Boys Talk podcast. So Haley let's kick it off. What are we starting with today my friend? Yeah
2: let's go ahead and just start it off I think where everybody has been talking the injury update. We just got that a couple minutes ago. It was tweeted out so a couple of quick things. Uh, Nothing really changed as far as Micah. He was out again today Mm -hmm. uh, battling a sickness mike mccarthy did say today that it's nothing to be concerned about, uh, you know, kind of seasonal cold. So he did not practice, he did not speak. Of course, Dak is still out battling that thumb injury. The stitches are still in his hand as mm-hmm. far as we know. Uh, Dalton, still day-to-day. Um, he did practice a little bit yesterday, but Mike really emphasized him being a game time decision and the Sunday practice will determine both he and Jason Peters. Oh. So that's something to keep an eye out Tater-tots. on. Yeah. I love that. That's He's not the and then uh, some new guys uh, or a new guy rather on the list Uh, Quentin Bohanna was limited today with a neck injury Trayvon Diggs was back on the practice field that's
3: a big the quentin bohanna thing is kind of a big deal for me just because i think that he's played really well um last game especially taking on those double teams and stuff so i was really looking for he was actually one of my key matchups this game so dang it Haley. okay sorry to to hurt your feelings i'm already hurting your feelings
1: (laughs) no it's okay no so other than, um, you know, the obvious that we had talked about, uh, Mike McCarthy also touched base on Jaron Kerr saying that he was not participating at all in practice this morning. Yeah, I did um, miss that. Good call. So, yeah, just uh, I, I don't think anything really other than the Quinn Bohannon one was... Other than expected, but Haley, I want to ask you: What have you seen? uh, Because again, this she is here; she has boots on the ground at all times. (laughs) So, what have you seen really in terms of these players being back on the field and how they're slowly integrated in after you know injuries? And specifically, I guess my question is with uh, Jason Peters, who's not injured, but he's in his ramp up, and Dalton Schultz, who's coming off of that injury. What have you seen specifically with them?
2: Yeah, I know for sure with Jason Peters, he has kind of just been all over the place. If you talk about boots on the ground, his boots are all over the ground uh, as he just tries to I think just get back in the groove of being an NFL guy I think when Mm -hmm. you're at that age and you've you're a little bit more weathered than maybe some of these younger guys it's going to take you a second Mm -hmm. to get re-acclimated to football and acclimated to a new team and so he's kind of been bouncing around between guard and tackle we still don't know necessarily where he's going to play I think they're leaning more towards keeping him at guard but uh, you know with this offensive line being so young you can't Predict you know where he's going to be, but I think it's just knocking the rust off is what uh, Mike McCarthy told us earlier today in the press conference. Just getting him in the groove. Um, He said he didn't want to have you know a a young guy playing tackle like um, Tyler Smith, and then also having a guard who's maybe still getting used to um, what this Cowboys offensive line looks like. So I think with Jason Peters, he's really just trying to get reacclimated and and learn the Dallas way as opposed to what he's done for his his whole career yeah. and
1: how about Dalton Schultz have you seen him doing any work on the field how how is that really have you seen anything from him I mean I think uh you know week one he was such a clutch 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 guy for for Dak and and I think week two he kind of faded out a little bit but Noah Brown you know stepped up to become the receiver and um I, I think when it comes to Dalton Schultz it's his pass pro and just so many other things that he brings that's uh, important so have you seen him practicing or participating in practice what have you noticed yeah
2: I miss Practice today because I was running all over the place still trying to get acclimated to working in this building. Um, <laughs> it's a beautiful building. <laughs> it is. And I, and I feel like I've seen so much of it this week. Um, I did see him at practice yesterday. He was on the sidelines kind of just doing individual drills with the um, athletic training staff. Um, but like I said earlier, Mike McCarthy, I think, is really trying to keep his cards close to his chest when it comes to these guys. Uh, but he keeps emphasizing um, that Sunday's practice will be a make or a break kind of day for guys like Dalton Schultz and he threw in Jason Peters' name in there as well. So no guarantee that they play, but I can imagine uh, that you will see some Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot kind of stepping into that role. Yeah. Uh, Because even if Dalton goes on, on Monday... I don't anticipate him taking all the snaps.
3: I yeah, mean. I mean, and we have, we've talked about the fact that it's what sounds like a PCL situation, mm-hmm. kind of similar to uh, Zeke. Um, I would assume that with, we'll like, a, a tight end, I'm not sure. But, like, he's not, you know, cutting as hard as, mm-hmm. like, a running back would be having to do. So I understand them kind of being, like – because I was, like, when they first announced it, I was, like, okay, PCL, like – I didn't think he's going to be playing this week or anything, but I do think they are in a unique situation where we do have to sit up here and say like these young tight ends have put out some good tape, and I for one am excited to see what they do against this Giants defense, just because I think that you can find some favorable matchups with their uh, their linebackers as, as well. So hopefully Peyton and uh, <laughs> hopefully Peyton and uh, Jay Ferguson get busy this week.
2: Yeah, you kind of hope, especially uh, for guys who are the rookies, uh, you know. Um, and they've stepped up. Yeah, like, They've exactly. stepped up
3: in the opportunities they've had, so – and honestly, too, if you look at how Dallas tight ends play against uh, the Giants, like they typically have some success. So let's let's go do it. Let's go do it, y'all.
1: Also, I wanted to mention the Giants injury report, mm-hmm. and No C actually tweeted this out, um, you know, 32 minutes ago. So this is today's injury report. So uh, somebody that I really wanted to get into on this episode because. Uh, (laughs) Me personally, here in the the locker room interview that he had uh, about Micah, uh, that was Kavon Thibodeau, and he was limited at practice today. So he's still kind of questionable to whether or not he's actually going to play on Monday. I think it's kind of a similar situation to what we're seeing with Schultz and and Peters and, and that they won't know until they know come Sunday. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Aisha, I wanted to ask you, Would this really change the, I guess, defensive scheme with Thibodeau in if he is able to play and how? What would the biggest threat of having him in do for the Cowboys?
3: So the difference is, um, well, Thibodeau's coming off of a, what, what, a, knee an, an, a knee injury. A knee injury, right? So I'm sure they're going to be slow playing him. He's going to have limited snaps or whatever. But when he does get opportunities, when you look at the Giants and what they do schematically defensively, um, they're really having trouble getting pressure just rushing their four. They're having to bring other guys, like a cornerback blitz, um, sometimes a safety blitz depending on the day. Like They're having to bring extra rushers. So that's allowing you know the blitz to be open there. Like So hopefully Cooper Rush can take advantage of that. However, and also too um, – What is Wink is having to disguise so many different things just to get open looks for guys and just to get open and free rushers. When you start talking about a Kevon Thibodeau who can win a one-on-one matchup on his own, Mm -hmm. that allows them to just drop those DBs and covers and they can do what they want to do. And you've seen the Cowboys have trouble with that. So we'll see what they do in response to that. I you know I said yesterday I wasn't sure he's going to play but like it sounds like the game time decision maybe there's some gamesmanship going on here too because yeah. it yeah. does I'm glad that you asked that because me personally I do think that it kind of would change some of the things that they do on
1: those third downs which they're good at like rushing like so we'll see and you know what's interesting is Mike McCarthy was asked about Thibodeau in this morning's press conference and he was asked specifically you know how would this change uh, y'all's you know game plan going into everything and his, his answer was very generic and hey you know we don't we don't plan for just one person kind of thing but I I really think it's interesting in uh in the fact that you see this side of football and they're not going to lay all their cards out there. You kind of no. still Why have to have they? a poker <laughs> face. So, if, if anything that the Giants have to their advantage right now, it's not saying whether he's going to play or not. Mm-hmm. And so, on the other side of the ball for them, Kadarius Tony, uh, he was he actually didn't participate in practice today. So he's coming off of a hammy a hamstring injury. That's, so
3: that's a big deal. That is
1: a big deal because during the first two games, he was a guy that really got the ball a lot. And so. Um, Those Yeah, that's really what I wanted to mention on that side of the injury report. But uh, Haley, I wanted to ask you, what is something that you're looking for specifically for the Cowboys going into this game, whether it's offensively, defensively with the special teams? What is the one thing you're really going to hone in on and see if, one, there was improvement from last week or two, it's improvement that they've needed for quite a while now?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely paying attention to the defensive side of the ball. I feel like we talk so much about this offense. I think I refer to them as the offense right now is just a band-aid, right? It's temporary while we work to get, you know, our Dak Prescott's it. and yeah. our and our Michael Gallup's yeah. back and our Dalton Schultz uh, now back into the game. So I think there's only so much you can say about the offense at this point. But really, I'm paying attention to the defense, specifically uh, when it comes to Daniel Jones. This is a guy who has kind of been known to make a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. right he's thrown a lot of interceptions he's already been sacked eight times this season Mm. and so I'm really paying attention to how quickly can guys like Michael Parsons get to Daniel Jones like how can we frustrate him because that limits really what they can do in the air they've been shown this season to not be doing very well through the air and they're dominant or they're relying rather on that run with Saquon Barkley so I think this is a chess match in the sense of both of these offenses are trying to rely on the run Mm -hmm. right so I want to see how well and how quickly and how often this defensive line for the Cowboys can really dominate uh, Daniel Jones quickly because I think um, I heard Patrick say it earlier in the week it's the first to 20 who wins this game it's not going to be a very high scoring affair so if you can limit what Daniel Jones is doing with the ball I think that gives Cooper Rush a little bit more breathing room when it comes to orchestrating um scoring touchdown drives
1: and yeah. you mentioned a name thrown in that mix uh you know someone you may know is Michael Gallup he had a, another full day of practice today yes so that is good to see and uh oh we are just keeping our fingers and our toes crossed that we see him play Monday. Aisha, do you think we're going to see a Michael Gallup? I mean, Mike McCarthy
3: actually the I know. I was <laughs> <day. laughs> to say, Mike Mc- Mc- already told us. He did.
2: Y'all. He told
3: us without telling us, right? I <laughs> mean, but but that lets you, it actually kind of let me see how excited he is yeah. for the return of Michael Gallup. And actually, when you, like Michael Gallup, we've talked about it. He's a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. Like, I've obviously not never gotten the um, opportunity to, you know, speak to him, but just hearing all the good things about him and also hearing about how much he work he put in to be back on this field. um this is also a unique opportunity for him because I feel like the Cowboys have been very top heavy on the rece- receiver room for the last you know couple years yeah. when he was there and you mentioned you would mention Coop and CD and then it would be and then Michael Gallup, right and so I'm like, I'm excited for him to get the opportunity to show how versatile of a player he is and receiver he is because Michael Gallup really is a guy that can play everywhere. Like, he can really play everywhere. So getting him back is going to have some type of, you know, change on the game. I know he's going to be on a limited snap count. Yeah. Yeah. But... There's some respect that he gets stepping on that field. And I'm hoping that as he continues to gain that, like as he gets healthy, that those DBs kind of stop rolling all that covers to C.D. Lamb's side, you know? I love that you
2: uh, mentioned C.D. Lamb there as well, because he was one of the guys we got to speak to outside of the locker room uh, just about an hour ago. And uh, the first question that was asked is, how excited are you to get Michael back? And you could just see. He's gushing. He's just lighting up and how excited he is to have not only C.D. Lamb as the wide receiver but CeeDee Lamb as his friend Friend. as his brother and I asked him too I said you know like Football aside, how much of a mentor has he been to you? How much has he really guided you? And it was so interesting because this is a guy who's been in the league for a minute versus a guy who's just kind of getting acclimated to being the guy in a mm-hmm, league, yeah. right? And just the way he spoke about that relationship, he said, you know, we've done a really good job of of pushing one another. You know, right now Michael's in a rut, you know, he's trying to get back to that place where he knows that he's Michael Gallup, MG thirteen. And so we're doing a really good job of encouraging him and reminding him. But when I was new to the league, Michael was that guy for me. Michael oh. was the guy who was able to encourage me. Oh, Lordy. And so, that's you know, it's just, Lordy. It's, I know right? it's just, it's so cool when you have, that's what makes, I think this return uh, for Michael Gallup on Monday so much more special mm, yeah. because it's not just about, you know, the, the touchdowns. He may score, he may not, you know, but it's more of just like the journey of this guy who's been yeah. dealt some really yes, difficult injuries the last couple injuries, of years. Last he, couple of years. Yeah, right. I
1: mean, and he was on a roll before yeah. that injury. Michael Gallup was putting on some good numbers even before. So um, I, I think it definitely comes down to what they decide to do with him, how they decide to plug him in and how much, I guess, at yeah. first because, yeah, like Aisha said, he's going to be on a rep count, understandably so, but uh, it was it was reassuring to hear that uh, Mike McCarthy said it's not a physical thing that he has to overcome anymore, it's more of the mental, get you back in the game mode mindset yeah. kind of thing, but coming up here after this first break that we're going to take, we're going to talk about some key matchups. Aisha is ready to go with this one, <laughs> oh. so we are going to come back to that. We will be right back here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, uh, sponsored by Jigsaw
4: Mmm.
2: Welcome back to Girls Talks, Boys Talks, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred partner, part Dayton partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If I can get that out, I'll get that right before the show is over. <laughs> you got this, girl. before we start. Alright, well, make sure to
1: join NFL players for our first mini-game day camp presented by Invisalign. Drop the kids off at Ford Center on October 2nd from 1130 to 330 while you watch the Dallas Cowboys and Washington Commanders game from your favorite restaurant at the Star District. Sounds delicious. Now, to register your footballer for camp, you can visit www.dallascowboys.com Dallas slash academy. Oh, my goodness. Hello. It, is Friday. Friday. it is Friday. We're struggling today, y'all. And that's why I'm not reading them yet. Y'all ain't about to catch me slipping. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. All right. Well, we are back, and we're talking all about key matchups. Ladies, where are we even starting with this? This is a lot of good stuff. Well, I think we were going to start talking about the
3: DBs because – It seems like they're going to have opportunity. Well, I would hope they had opportunity with this defensive line applying pressure to Daniel Jones. What you got, Haley?
2: Yeah, I just think this is a really good opportunity for uh, Cooper Rush to kind of flex the muscles a little bit, right? I think that uh, one of the things that was spoken about last week was just Cooper's confidence going into mm-hmm. the game. And I think this is a chance for him to do that a little bit more when you're exploiting a position group that maybe hasn't looked so good through two games of the season. I said mm-hmm. it earlier on our Cowboys flashback show, the, the Giants are 2-0, and oh, but they are not perfect. Mm-mm. And I think that that is an area, the defensive back, uh, the secondary is really an area where these wide receivers like CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, uh, Michael Gallup, fingers <laughs> crossed, uh, really can kind of get a chance to make some big plays.
3: Yeah, and they have some guys back there. Obviously, Xavier McKinney, their safety, he's not afraid to come down and tackle. He flies, you know, um, sideline to sideline as well. And then Julian Love is a guy that they use. Actually, he showed up on the um, injury report yesterday with the clavicle. Let's see. And that's actually very interesting to me because he's a guy that they actually rushed to get pressure quite a few times. Um, last game. And so I am very interested to see how that clavicle maybe affects him. Maybe you go at that matchup. You saw early last week that they saw, the Cowboys saw that Eli Apple was one of the focal points to go at at the defense. So I'm hoping that they come out early and go at those matchups. But when I was talking about the DBs, I was talking about the Cowboys DBs. I was talking about these safeties over here. That makes more sense. These amazing safeties over here. We're here to give
1: y'all like a wide rounded (laughs) perspective. So no. All right. Aisha, let us have it. What are you seeing these DBs on this side over here with the star?
3: No, no, no. So if you look at kind of how the Giants are starting to run their offense, they do want to play off the run. They do want to lean on the run. But with this new coaching staff, they aren't afraid to kind of, you know, put it out there and take chances. They do want them to – it sounds like they do want them to play a little bit more free, and with that – Daniel Jones isn't afraid to make some mistakes. So I am really looking at like Sterling Shepard as their go to guy, you mm. want to say down the field. They've been getting Kenny Sills a little bit more involved. Um, yeah. Richie James is a guy that yeah. they have stepped up and that they're beginning to use more um, in their offense. So when I look at the Cowboys secondary, I ask like what they do well. Both, all of these guys have yak ability. So the Cowboys are going to have to come out and tackle well again, like they did last week. But then also like the safety play to me is going to be intricate. I'm really hoping that. One of the safeties gets a, an interception this game. Donovan Wilson had one, you know, last week. Yeah. Fantastic game. Yeah. It, it's one of somebody's in this, and somebody in the secondary is going to get a pick this game, and I'm curious to see who it is because Malik Hooker is knocking on the door, and then Trayvon was everywhere he was last right week. There. So, so, we'll see. At this, I want to see the Cowboys DBs come out and play sticky, and I think they're going to have the ability to because. The pressure that the I think they should be sure of the pressure that the uh, Cowboys defensive line is going to be able to get. All right, so who are
1: you keeping an eye on that's going to have that interception first? We're going to manifest that there's multiple, right? Okay, but who is it? Who has your first interception of the game? No pressure. At all, okay. I'm, I'm ai Hopefully, I'll rock nobody's socks. Let's say Anthony Brown. Oh, and I'm gonna say
3: Anthony okay. Brown. All right, Bartles. I like that. Okay, well, <laughs> I like I'm gonna that. say Anthony Brown because quiet is kept. He had a fantastic game last week. Yeah. He did. You hear his name like that, and when you don't hear his name, that's all right. I mean, but he was going against the T Higgins, um, you know, and there were favorable matchups, I guess, for the Bengals a couple of times. But he was really. Um, he wasn't given up much in uh, in coverage last game. I also think that Daniel Jones being still be a young being a younger quarterback and getting picked off by Trayvon last year, I think I think that maybe he may be not trying to look his way, and so if he is going to go up the matchup of Anthony Brown. I want Anthony Brown to capitalize there, like so. So we'll see, we'll see how that is. But that's my guy.
1: All right, Haley, what's your? Who's your guess? No pressure, and no, oh, no no pressure. one's no one's putting any pressure on anybody for this answer, right? Who's I'm your guess? Be a
2: cliche. You gotta go with Trayvon, right? You just have to. Like after the season he had last year, yeah. uh, tying the franchise with eleven interceptions. I mean, like he's got to be the guy, right? I mean, and, he, and he, it's so interesting too to see his development uh, as a player. I mean, like. The thing that people have been joking about is like his ability to tackle right mm-hmm. now, and the fact that he got that big third down oh, stop I, from I, a tackle. You, yes, you talk ma'am. about him so differently. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so used to saying like he's going to be the guy to get the pick, but now he's like, "Hey, I'm going to get the tackle I too to shut it girl, down." Do both? Yeah, they can Do you both? Both. <laughs> exactly. You love them. You, know, you love those
1: versatile men. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, um, I just, I just think like. It would kind of send a statement. It would kind of remind sure. everybody, like, hey, you know, like, don't forget what I did last year, and I'm going to continue to do it again this mm-hmm. year. Sure.
1: And and I think Trayvon has. Oh man, we were just talking about this. He ha- he was so close last week. He was so yeah. close. So I think I think that's a good guess. I'm going to go with Donovan Wilson because. Everybody has slept on Donovan Wilson for a minute. And you know what? The first game against the Bucks, I was honed in on this man. I was like, (laughs) all right, show me something. Show me something. He has looked so great this season. It really looks like he is stepping up. And excuse me, stepping into really himself, you can see he's playing more confidently. He's playing with with more of a uh, confident demeanor than I than I think we've sure. seen in years past. So I, I'm going to go Donovan Wilson. I I think that's uh, that's important. But something else I wanted to mention here that I I'm really looking into these key matchups. No, here here's my key matchups: the Cowboys against the penalties. Yes. that's my key <laughs> matchup for the week. I do not want to see the penalties, the pre-snap penalties, any penalties that essentially cost Uh, the Cowboys' points on the board or allow the Giants to get points on the board. Because you saw very well last week, Cincinnati had six points on the board that were from penalties. They Mm -hmm. stemmed from a penalty. And I I think six points is too many. And anytime you have a game that's coming down to that many points being decided on penalties, that's how you know it's time to clean it up. And it's been time to clean it up. So my key matchup is the Cowboys versus (laughs) the penalties. I don't want to see it this week.
3: Um, And and that's actually, I'm glad that you said that. This is also like, a Giants team that I think doesn't play well from behind. Yeah. Um, and you just don't want to give them the opportunities. Also, you know, last game, like if if the Cowboys defense generates any type of turnover, really hoping the Cowboys can pen, like can penalize, can capitalize off yeah. of it because t- <laughs> no, penalties. No, our, no penalties. Not be traumatized over here. <laughs> <laughs> But, but that's funny but another um some other key matchups we haven't mentioned his name yet but Michael Parsons Oh uh, yeah ooh. I mentioned him earlier Moving across this offensive line yes you did yeah absolutely so moving across this offensive line uh, Evan Neal is the Right tackle if I'm not mistaken. And he's had some good games, but he does if if Micah can catch him at the line of scrimmage, I think he may give him some trouble there. And then you have the other gentleman on the other side. I'm sorry, I cannot remember his name right now. I don't want to mess it up. Um let's see. Do, 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 do.
1: Chicken nuggets. Um, oh, that's a new one. That's a new one. Who's <laughs> uh, uh, and he? What Andrew, Andrew Thomas. You are going to have people Thomas. tweeting you asking you what chicken nuggets is compared to tater tots.
3: <laughs> but, but Andrew Thomas, the left tackle there. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to send Mike over there because he's a pretty good. He's a pretty pretty good uh, left tackle but i am just really curious to see how um, Dan Quinn attacks this interior of the bucks offensive line because i think that their uh, tackles are steady or steady enough so let's just see let's see if they bring extra people to help him out extra tight ends or whatever the case may be so
1: speaking of andrew thomas brian double actually mm-hmm. talked about him in his press conference on thursday and he said that his speed of the game is quicker this year he's a captain this is his third year mm-hmm. he's really stepped up to become it's seems like a locker room leader this season he's consistent he's dependable and he's just a good leader overall he's playing more confidently so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up but uh you know it's funny is is uh, I talked about this two weeks in a row is Micah Parsons is a guy that cannot keep his name out of people's mouths I mean <laughs> this is and I think we're going to see this all season is every head coach that has done their press conferences up until this point has mentioned Micah by name as being the threat when they're asked what is the biggest threat the Dallas Cowboys have It's such an easy answer for that. Micah Parsons, he's so versatile, uh, and, and, you know, he confuses defenses. And I think if Micah is going to have a game, this could be the game to have it with. That O-line, given it's on when it's on, it's off when it's off, I mean— it, they looked like they were easy to collapse in, in some of those <laughs> games. So I think if Micah can get in early and and that's the key is getting in early to start putting pressure on Daniel Jones putting pressure putting pressure, Daniel Jones is going to scramble and you're gonna put him in a position for a sack. So you know I really expect Micah to have one if not multiple sacks during this game so of course we have to we have to show up to the lion over here yes. but uh other key matchups ladies anything else that uh you're really looking to watch for uh in this game as far as those go uh
3: dante fowler dante fowler sam williams those guys mm. um you could see there's an uptick in their snaps from week one to week two um, those guys were able to generate pressure, be very disrupt disruptive, and also to um, uh, tank. He talked about um, he talked about in his interview how he sees that he's taking on the double teams and Micah's running free, yeah. and that's different for that has to be so different for him. But he seems so humble about the fact that just knowing like Micah is the guy right now and whatever. But when you have a guy that's the guy that allows other guys to do what they need to do, so I expect for this defensive line to to get busy. This and
1: uh, this D-line needs to get busy because they have Saquon Barkley to face. Yeah, the DTs. And you know what? I, I think what's going to be interesting is Barkley is is great this year. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I mean, he's coming fresh off of his, his rehab and his time off. He looks good. He, yeah. looks, he looks great. And the thing is, is very much similar to the Cowboys offense. They find the rhythm when I feel Zeke is going, Zeke's pounding that pocket, he's getting those runs and maybe they're little, you know, three, four four yard runs with, with his carries, you know, over and over, but that stacks up the yardage. And so I think with Barkley, what is scary about him is he has that quickness and the ability yeah. to get you those seventeen to twenty yard the runs. Big play. Yeah. And 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 that is what gets them going. You go back and on these game notes that, that I've been writing, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's it's almost consistently you see When he has those big burst-throughs of the pocket, that is when... Daniel Jones finds that rhythm, and they more than likely capitalize and score off of that drive. So, yeah. something to watch out for. Yeah,
3: you gotta limit the big run with them. Yeah. Like, that's the thing yeah. with them, is that Saquon, they'll, they'll have, like, three yards a carry, three yards a carry, three yards a carry, and then he breaks a big one, and then the defense is stressed out now, Yeah, you're backing up, and then you're trying to adjust. So, I think if the run defense can keep them at bay, and also just not allow Saquon to get to the second level, then you can have some success there, hopefully, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think what makes the job Giants really difficult on offense as well um, when we talk about Saquon it's not it's not just that you know you can bank on Saquon making a, a big play right it's that the play calling this year for the Giants has been so yes. all over the place mm-hmm. I mean if you look at them down the stretch it's like they're when they're lining up at times they should be passing they're, they're handing the ball off and then when the times they're supposed to be running they're they're throwing and so I think <laughs> That, I yeah. mean, I can imagine, like, that in itself is frustrating. Like, okay, so here we are. We're trying to prepare for, you know, what we're seeing schematically on defense. And now all of a sudden you have to almost, like, trick your brain into being, like, so open-minded because you – I mean, it's cliche as it sounds, like – you don't know what to expect. And mm-hmm. so I think that that also kind of makes this Giants team a bit of a threat.
3: Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I guess the the game in itself, uh, this is truly, this is the most interested I've been to watch a Cowboys Giants game in a minute now. Like just, if we're just being 100% honest, mm-hmm, yeah, like well. this game, <laughs> like just be, just because of the pretenses that these two different teams are coming in here on, like they do have a new coaching staff and I'm not going to knock Brian Dable and Mike uh, Kafka for what they're doing over there. They are trying to implement a new culture and, stuff there, and the way that they're playing football is different than what it was before. It is a lot more fluid. Defensively, they are substituting, they're doing different packages, they're disguising, like, this does look like a different team, so I do understand the aspect of, like, we don't know what we're going to get. We just going to go in here and look.
1: It's very similar to go 2021 Cowboys vibes, where, and even 2020, trying to reestablish the culture. And, yeah. and uh, like I talked about yesterday, I think that's what makes the Giants a little bit scarier than, than a lot of people want to give them credit for, because once that's established, they do have playmakers on this team, they have depth. I, I don't know, guys. Don't sleep on the Giants and don't think that this is going to be an easy win for either team by any means. Mm -hmm. But uh, with that, we have more to talk about. We haven't even touched special teams, ladies. So we'll get to that after this break. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
4: At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger.
0: What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference, make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit pepsitrashtalk.com to learn more.
4: If you've been thinking about weight loss surgery, My Bariatric Solutions has made it easier for you to schedule your initial consultation from the safety, comfort, and convenience of your own home. You'll meet one-on-one with the bariatric surgeon over a private and secure video call. You'll learn everything you need to know about the options available and which procedure is best for you. If you've been considering weight loss surgery and are ready to take the first step, call My Bariatric Solutions today at 844 326 Six two six six. That's 844-326-6266 or go to MyBariatricSolutions.com. With
1: Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim
3: without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel Food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar smoothie
1: king rule the day
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us
2: Sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Before we get into special teams, let's go over to Jess.
1: All right. Well, are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game? Sounds fun. Well, nominate yourself or a friend to be the Cowboys Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan and win a trip to Super Bowl Fifty Seven in Arizona. Nominate yourself or a friend at dallascowboys.com/slash-fan-of-the-year. I think I know a few people I could nominate. We'll see. Well, I'll think about it. We'll see how they react after the Giants game. But all right, ladies. So we left off on special teams because I think really the Cowboys special teams hasn't gotten enough credit as as I think they should be getting for the last two weeks and how essentially they they helped win both. Uh, well, they helped win last week, but they uh, they carried the the Bucks game and and uh. It, any, anyways, my point is. Special teams do not sleep on the special teams on either side of the ball. Aisha, what have you noticed from the Cowboys special teams from week 1 to week 2 and and what is something you're really looking forward to seeing them do come week 3?
3: I'm ready for another blocked punt yes or kick of some sort like you know christy came on and talked about the milliseconds how they matter and mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. if my eyes aren't deceiving me um matt owen professor oh shout out to you he pointed out to me that the giants have worked um three lines of uh, long snappers this week so i don't mm. know if this is something that they are looking into but when you start talking about a game of you know seconds and milliseconds we'll see how that affects what's going on with them when they're you know kicking the ball i think that this could be a a potentially low scoring game for both sides you may see the Giants kicking a lot of field goals so I think there's going to be opportunities there for CJ Goodwin or Simi Fehoko, who was very close last week as yeah. well they, these gentlemen are right there so I'm ready for because that happened last year special teams was dominant in some areas made some big plays blocked some field goals
1: blocked some punts and I'm ready to see you know them do that in this game and you know what I think a point of emphasis with the Giants as a whole is getting the ball out. You know, you see with defense, you see it with special teams. They recovered that fumble on the first kickoff of the game versus the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They recovered it. And mm-hmm. and that was that set the tone really, I think for the rest of the game saying like, "Hey, we we're coming out here and this is what we're doing." So I think um special teams is going to have to continuously play like they've been. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, shout out to Brett Maher yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, we got we to we show some we love to him. it. Oh, you know what? And I will be the first to say, yes, I was a Brett Maher doubter. But he has done what he's needed to do mm-hmm. up until this point. And I, I think we're seeing a completely different player than we saw last time he was in Dallas. He's more distinguished. He's more established. I, I feel just he has a, a calmer demeanor mm-hmm. to him. And, and it's... It's almost a, a force to be reckoned with. Okay. Brett Money Maher. I'm, okay. I, I got to back him because at the end of the day, if it was not for him, who knows if the Cowboys would have won last
3: that. week. What so. you got,
2: Haley? Yeah, I think uh, I've got something, but touching on the the Brett Maher, um, I feel like it's, it's – I don't want to say easy because kicking, I think, is one of the hardest parts of the game of football. Um, but I think for him – very similar to Cooper Rush this is mm. kind of a situation where he's kind of like look I've been here before <laughs> didn't work out one time and, uh, facts. you know, like so I'm gonna do my best to make sure it works out this time but if it doesn't no harm no foul you mm-hmm. know I've been here before and I think you know, when you have that sort of approach, it maybe takes the pressure off of you mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit because you don't you don't always feel like those clutch moments where the game's on the line and you're kicking a 50-yard field goal. Yeah, you know, it doesn't feel as constricting playing with house money. Yeah, yeah, because you know. Okay, cool. I've been here. I made this mistake before or I've made this play before. So I think, uh, talking about Brett Maher, I think he's just playing a little bit more relaxed. He feels a lot more relaxed in the locker room. Mm, so that's good uh, to hear. I do wanna see him a little bit more clutch closer to the field or to the goalpost though. You Oof. know, like I don't wanna I don't wanna feel like if we're at the thirty that it, it's a 50-50, you know? Yeah. I know, you know, it's cool that he's money from 50 out. That,
1: but that veering right was, was a little Yeah, a little I
2: want to I feel a little bit more comfortable closer, but I'm sure that that's just one of those things. Where right now he's had three kicks this year, and that's just been the draw. So um, yeah. that's my Brett Maher take.
1: As for special teams, was there anything that you you really want to see from them? And, and what is something that you think that special teams has brought uh, maybe this year compared to other years with the Cowboys that they haven't? Cavante Turpin. Ooh, yeah. I was waiting for <laughs> it. Girl, you today. were on the same wavelength. <laughs> oh Me my
2: Turpin. I have never seen him in person before until yesterday. I've only obviously seen him on the broadcast. And he is like Mighty Mouse, y'all. I mean, (laughs) like he is so strong and his personality, you know, you can just tell that this is a guy who is so excited to not only just be in the building, but the fact that he is making such an impact. And every time he gets that ball, whether it's a punt or a kickoff, like everybody is literally willing him, you Mm -hmm. know, just willing and watching and hoping. And I don't know that the Cowboys have really had a returner like that. Not in Not recent time Not in recent years, times. In memory. No. I mean, this is a guy where, and shout out to the USFL. My best friend Madison works for the USFL. So I love that her players are getting this Amazing. Uh, yeah. opportunity. Um, but just to be able, it, it almost feels like, that juco making it to the nfl Mm -hmm. but this is a a different layer to it you know so just to show other guys too that like hey just because you're taking a different path doesn't mean you can't make an impact and and he is making an impact i mean in the game last week uh those are huge one less tackle Mm -hmm. and he's and he's through yeah you know so that that to me is the key to special teams i mean give brett all the kicks you want but Kevontae Turpin is going to be the guy and that's going to carry you.
1: You know, it's funny. He's in the locker room. They asked him, so do you think this is going to be the week you take yeah. it home? He's like, yeah. And they're like, well, why do you think this week? He goes, I think about it every, every play. Yeah, every time. Every time I get the ball, there's going to be a big play. That's just what I believe in. <laughs> I love that mindset. I and think we it shows. about it.
3: And we talked about it yesterday. If you go look at the last couple games with the uh, Giants, their coverage on on returns is not the best. Chuba Harbor t- tore them up. Kyle Phillips tore them up. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys. Trent Cannon got them a couple times. There should be opportunity there, so you might get some help also from Brian Anger, who's been punting that, Ooh. putting that thing,
4: yeah, and pinning it. guys, and pinning guys
3: <laughs> deep. Just an, just another extension of this defense to be able to play free and mm-hmm. really force an offense like the Giants to drive the length of the field. Just puts you in a better position. I'm excited, yeah. like special teams. Has kind of balanced. It start like this past game. I think it really balanced out the lack of offensive efficiency that you got in the third in in the second half. So you know, it's a, what is it called? Complimentary football. Heresy. Complimentary football. football. Also,
1: I, I really love that, you know, after week one, we were talking, you know, why isn't uh, Turbo Turpin getting his reps in with the offense during the game? We saw a little bit of that. Yeah,
3: they tried. We they, they, saw a, a little, a
1: little bit of sprinkling <laughs> him something. in. So I'm going to be curious to see if he sprinkled in a little bit more this week. I'm also going to be curious to see how many ball touches Zeke and Tony Pollard both get. I think establishing the run is something that we didn't really mention, but is is obvious that mm-hmm. the Cowboys mm-hmm. need to do. So um yeah, how about how about offense, ladies? Any quick uh last minute views for the offense.
3: Oh, i do
2: score predictions. I don't either for score <laughs>
1: <predictions>. <laughs> I don't either. I think if they can keep the score oh. low, then they oh. did it right. And Aisha
2: is just <laughs> she, It's Friday, y'all. It's, it's Friday. Friday. We're having a day. Yeah. It's okay.
1: But yeah, I I think uh Getting getting the run established my is, is something little. I'm looking forward to. So my last question, and we're going to go around the table, is what player it can be special teams, offense, defense? Do you want to have a good game, a breakout game, or grow on what they did the last couple of weeks? Haley, I'm going to start with you, my girl. Go
2: first. I want Cooper Rush to have a good game. Okay. After the circus act that was Jerry Jones yesterday and the Mike, or Mike McCarthy putting those rumors to bed that Dak Prescott is their quarterback, I want Cooper to have a breakout game. I mean, like, could you imagine this? It would be all hell. I'm not in the mood. I'm not even in the mood for it. But I mean, how cool would that be, right? Second start, second straight start in his career. He's already, you know, checked the boxes of picking up that first win of the season. And then you have your your owner saying that he wants quarterback controversy, and here's your backup quarterback coming in. So that's what I'm looking for.
3: For me, it's going to be Matt Farniuk. Oh, I, how did I know? I um, knew you were going to do that. If it's if, if Jason Peters doesn't come in and play, I don't know what's going on over there. But if that's the case, then Matt Farniak, you know, he's going to have to come out and play again. And hopefully they bring some guys over there to help him. But he's, I mean, he is being inserted into this position that he hasn't really touched like that. I thought he was better at center, of course. So I'm just looking at his progression in this game, you know, because... We're seeing how he's learning and how he's doing. I, I would say Tyler, but we already know what he's going to do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we just touched base on my guy. Turpin. Yep. I want to see him take it home. He was understood. I want to see him take it back. I want to see more Cavante <laughs> Turpin turning on his jets. We and are Team
2: Turbo. Team yeah, Turbo
1: yeah. over here. Yolo, but sis. That is who I want to see have, have a good game, more of a breakout game for the regular season, mm-hmm. if you will. So real quick, some pass interference. The Cowboys hold a 48-35 Monday Night Football record and will be making their 84th appearance on Monday Night Football this week against the Giants. Only Miami has eight. 86 games and has appeared on Monday Night Football more and that is your past interference. So ladies, next time we speak we're going to know if this team is going to be 2-1 one or 1-2. One I hope I'm gonna so. yeah. I know. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk with Aisha. Haley, thank you so, so much for joining us. You're going to be seeing more of her on here as well. And Jess over here, we are so excited. And uh, thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you all on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Yeehaw. Have a
0: good one. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this, Cowboys?
0: Yeah!